when we came out for warm-up game one of the playoffs, it was sold out. Everyone was in their seats. Everyone was shaking the glass. Everyone was cheering. I still get goosebumps thinking about it. It was, uh, it was pretty crazy. And uh, it's like the Edmonton fans flicked a switch. I heard, I kept hearing from their run when they made it to the finals. Was it 06? Like, this place is crazy. This place is crazy. You just wait, just wait. And uh, once the playoffs started... This place was so loud. It was it was outrageous. The energy in the building that trickled down to the players. It was second to none. It was a lot of fun. And we ended up pretty successful. We were one win away from the conference finals, which uh getting that taste of what it was like in the in the city and around around the rink and the buzz definitely makes you want to get back there. And I think we're on the right track this year. But it's tough to really put into words um the energy in the building. Uh it was pretty pretty surreal, it was pretty fun. For EdmontonOilers.com, you're listening to Oilers In-Depth, the podcast, with your hosts, Kate Pedersen and Tony Brar. Welcome to another edition of Oilers In-Depth, the podcast. I'm your host, Kate Pedersen, joined by my co-host, Tony Brar. And What's Tony- happening? We are rolling on these podcasts. We've had some really good guests. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Andreas, Athens, see you. I mean, a lot of good feedback on Athens, see you. So if you haven't heard it yet, you want to go back and check it out with one of the newest members of the Oilers. He was fantastic last week. Just a great story overall from double A all the way down to his childhood and when he started playing hockey. It was great, Kate. We got to know so much and... We're back home for a busy March, and it has got a playoff feel here at Rogers Place. And someone who's experienced the playoffs here at Rogers Place from a much cooler seat than we sit in. He actually experienced it on the ice, and he's going to be sticking around as an Edmonton Oiler for a while. Our special guest today, Zach Cassian. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm Zach, excited. what's happening, man? Yeah, how's Pracky? Pracky was good. Yeah? Yeah. It was good. It was chilling. Yeah, it was a uh, skills day, so... <laughs> <laughs> Got to touch the puck a little more than I do in the game, and uh, yeah, it was good. Take was us fun. through your skills day. What are you working on out there? Oh, there's this new thing called PEP. It's like uh, there's like piece of plastic with holes in the bottom on the ice. You put the puck through, and you turn around them. You can put it over top underneath. Just creates kind of a game simulation, and like I said, you touch the puck a lot more uh, in things like that rather than a game. So it was good. It was fun. Well, this has been a crazy season, speaking of fun. It's just seemed like the energy just continues to grow week after week. And we've been kind of talking about meaningful games for weeks, but it feels like every single one is more insane than the one before that. What's it been like to be in the room and to be a part of it from the team perspective? Yeah, it's been fun. You know, it's I've been uh, part of this team when you're out of the playoffs in December and that's no fun. You're digging deep, try to trying to dig deep to to stay motivated. But obviously, with the situation the Pacific Division's in right now, it's so tight. The playoffs started two months earlier. Essentially, that's the way we look at it, and it's been a lot of fun. You can see the city starting to rally. They're starting to get a little louder each game, which is awesome. And uh, as players, you work hard all summer and June, July, and August to hopefully get into the playoffs. And then if you get in, anything can happen. And the ultimate goal is to win a Stanley Cup. So we've put ourselves in a good position here to to get in but uh it's been fun it's been a lot of fun it uh it's amazing how fast the the days and months go when uh, you're playing every other day and the games mean so much but it's been a lot of fun 
We'll talk about some of the memories in the 2017 playoffs in just a few moments. But this season, what would you say has been a defining moment for you guys or maybe even a couple of defining moments that maybe allowed you guys to find the success that you guys have? I think, first and foremost, I think when we've had some key injuries to some key players on our team, and I think as a team we rallied and uh, we found ways to to keep our head above water with with different players out of our lineup, obviously with Connor out and... Um, Nuge was out for a little bit, cleft bomb. There's been a lot of guys, and I think that really showed our team, gave us a confidence that no matter who's in the lineup, if we play a certain way and we play with a certain structure, that we can give ourselves a chance to win every night. And I think that that's good for players to understand, and the belief system grows when we do things like that. And I think another one was was Yamo. Uh, Yamamoto coming up from the minors, I think he's he's really gave us a spark, and he's really given uh, our team a big boost. And who knows where we'd be without him, and who knows where we'd be if different players haven't stepped up at different times during all those injuries. So those are two key moments for me, I'd say. Everyone seems to put the word energy in the same sentence and maybe tenacity with Yamo. What's he like in the room? I mean, to us, he's a pretty humble, pretty quiet guy who's just, you know, happy to be here, happy to be part of the team. But what's he like in the room? Yeah, he's very similar, very similar. He's quiet, but he likes to have fun. He has a a little bit of sense of humor to him where... uh, He's always asking a lot of questions. Sometimes you have to tell him to stop asking so many questions. But uh, no, he's been great for a room. Whenever you can inject that young young energy into the room, it's good for a team. Uh, I think him and, and Jones have, have come in. And they just, when you have young guys on a team, it, it kind of brings your brings you back when you first started in the league it gives you good memories and then also it gives your your room a little bit of uh a little bit of excitement and a little bit of uh a little bit of juice so yammer's been great for a guy like you who's known to be tough and physical do you like it even more when you watch how physical he can be for a little guy yeah yeah it's fun it gets me fired up i think it gets our whole team fired up it's pretty impressive how uh how he competes in battles and, and not only battles, but wins the majority of his battles. He's a very tenacious, I call him the little rabbit. And uh, he's like that rabbit in your backyard. You're trying to get him and you can't get him. He's going under the picnic table, going through the fence. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's been a great player for us. And yeah, when you see a guy like that with his size uh, and his weight doing what he does, definitely gets the team pumped up. Give us some intel. What kind of questions is he asking? Is it hockey related? Or is it where to eat? Like what? What? what, what, what? Everything. <laughs> Everything. It? Yeah. Some <laughs> questions. Inquisitive. Some questions are just head shakers. <laughs> like um, what? You got to give us an you, example. Sometimes he asks questions where it gets to the point where you think he's just asking it to start a conversation. <laughs> um, example. Yeah, you can't dangle the bait and then not tell us. <sighs> Honestly, there's been so many questions. I really can't pinpoint it. anything. <laughs> can't even process yeah, anything. Them all. Yeah, we're gonna have to ask him about yeah. these questions. Yeah. Uh, a funny story that I have to share. Maybe you can maybe build on this if you've ever experienced something like this. I remember one time in Detroit, outside of Little Caesars Arena, uh, it was myself, our video producer, and then Yamo and TD Fours, and everyone knew that this was like the Oilers, and we were all taking an Uber back to the hotel together. And somebody asked me for a photo and asked Yamo to take the photo because they thought he was just a kid. Like, yeah. they had no idea. Yeah. Have you guys ever experienced anything like that where nobody recognized? Yeah, maybe his first first time he was recalled, I yeah. think. But now he's a pretty big part of the team. And I think he's really a, starting to establish himself. So yeah, I don't think yeah. he can fly under the radar as much. But... <laughs> Yeah, I could definitely see that happening for sure. Yeah, yeah, because he's uh, probably what one fifty five, five foot yeah, seven, with his gear on, probably one fifty five. 
But he doesn't look like that on the ice. That's no, the good no. news. Uh, this year, obviously, a bit of a rekindling of the rivalry with the Battle of Alberta. How fun is that to be a part of and, and to just see these two teams, but more so these two fan bases just get involved in it and, and embrace all of it. Yeah, it, it's been a lot of fun. I think through through the years, through the past decade, the, the games didn't mean so much and the Battle of Alberta wasn't, it was still the Battle of Alberta, but it, it served no relevance in the sense. And uh, now that both teams are, are fighting for the playoffs and both teams are getting better and both teams are on the uprise, I think it's created some extra buzz every time we play them and uh, I think the rest of Canada, the rest of North America is starting to realize how passionate of a fan base um, Alberta is, not just Edmonton, but Calgary as well. Uh, they support their teams. Um, they live and die by their team. <laughs> if they're not a Edmonton fan, they swear by Calgary, vice versa. It's it's pretty crazy, but it's fun to be a part of. And we, we talk about it. It'd be pretty cool to, to get them first round in the playoffs, I think, for for hockey in general, but just for the, the province of Alberta, it would be uh, some exciting hockey for sure. What would that first round look like? <laughs> yeah, it would be crazy. It would be fun. I think it would be uh, even more crazy off the ice for the fans um, <laughs> than it is on the ice, but it'd be fun. That's all you want. In playoffs, uh, you have to remember, sports is to bring people together and give people a good time. And if you if you had that matchup in the playoffs, there's no fans or butts. It'd be a good time and uh, people would enjoy it. And when the rivalry has rekindled the way it has, it's safe to say it's been ignited again. What does it do for the vibe in the room, let's just say before a game, and also the energy from the fans from your perspective as a player? Well, yeah, there, there are definitely games you mark on your calendar. Uh, they have a little more energy in the building, not saying that every game doesn't have energy, but those ones definitely, if it's home or away, yeah. Um, it always seems to have Edmonton Oilers fans in Calgary, vice versa. Calgary fans come to Edmonton and, and the atmosphere in the building's loud and it's fun. It's, it's fun to be a part of, I think, especially, uh, this year it's, there's been some instances <laughs> where, uh, <laughs> stuff has boiled over and obviously you don't go into a game, uh, thinking of that stuff, but if it happens, it happens. I think it, it's created a buzz in the hockey world and especially of Alberta for sure. Speaking of a buzz, I wasn't here for it, but uh, 2017, a pretty exciting year. How do you describe that playoff run for someone who maybe wasn't here or even for the fans that were a part of it? Yeah, it was crazy. It was it was insane. I played in the playoffs briefly in Vancouver, I think one round, but I'll never forget and a lot of all the, the guys in there that uh, that played in that, that series and played in that playoffs. When we came out for warm-up, game one of the playoffs, it was sold out. Everyone was in their seats. Everyone was shaking the glass. Everyone was cheering. I still get goosebumps thinking about it. It was, uh, it was pretty crazy. And uh, it's like the Edmonton fans flicked a switch. I heard, I kept hearing from their what, 08 run when they made it to the finals. 06. Was it 06? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, this place is crazy. This place is crazy. You just wait, just wait. And uh, once the playoffs started... This place was so loud. It was it was outrageous. The energy in the building that trickled down to the players. It was second to none. It was a lot of fun, and we ended up pretty successful. We were one with one one win away from the conference finals, which uh, was uh, was a bummer. But getting that taste of what it was like in the in the city and around around the rink and the buzz definitely makes you want to get back there. And I think we're on the right track this year. But it's tough to really put into words um, the energy in the building. Uh, it was pretty, pretty surreal. It was pretty fun. I remember talking to a couple of the, uh, the players about that run, and a couple of them said you couldn't even hear the guy next to you properly. No. Did you ever encounter oh, yeah. something like that? Yeah, yeah, you couldn't. <laughs> you couldn't. It was pretty crazy. Like I said, there's, we've played in loud arenas before. Archie's played in uh, 
the finals um, with Pittsburgh. Um, but there's something about this arena, something about the fans base. I think they they've wanted playoff hockey for so long. They yeah. finally got it, and yeah, it was it was outrageous in here. I'm expecting nothing <laughs> nothing less if we make it this year, which we're well on our way. But yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. I hope you get to experience it, Kate, and both <laughs> you guys because it's uh, it's pretty pretty awesome. So for the rookie. After the Winnipeg game, we spoke to Leon Dreisaitl on the ice, and the crowd was insane. And that's sort of been our, our promo for this homestand in March, is that you've got to come down and experience it. That crowd, with that last home win over the Jets, where would you put that on a scale of 1 to 10 compared to that feeling of Game 1 in the playoffs? How loud? It was, was loud. No, I thought it, it was loud. Close. That, not even not close. Even close. Yeah. So that's yeah. how much we've got to look forward to. Yeah, no, it was it was loud, definitely. The fans, you can slowly see them starting to realize that, hey, we're a good team and, and, and we hope to make the playoffs. But I think the fans are finally realizing that as well um, with how tight the division is. But you can tell they're starting to get excited. There, there's no way fans are butts. It was loud in here, but no, it's... Like an, a six? Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe a six, five, six wow. for sure. Yeah, but... All right, I'm yeah, going to have to get better headphones for the press box. Yeah. Now, uh, obviously, the, the crowd was loud and the fans were, were at their best during the playoffs, but uh, you also saw a lot of chops in yeah. the crowd as well because you decided <laughs> to rep the chops. Take us through the decision of going with the yeah, chops. Yeah, it's something I did in junior hockey uh, <laughs> with the Windsor Spitfires, and we ended up winning the Memorial Cup, so... It was fun. And you make it to the playoffs. You work so hard. You finally get there. Uh, you want to have fun with it. You know, the nice weather's out. The fans are fans are getting into it. And as players, we enjoy it. That's what we work hard for. That's why we play the game is to, to get in the playoffs and have a shot at the Stanley Cup. So uh, I just like to have some fun with it. It ended up being a home run with the fans in Edmonton. <laughs> they had some fun with it, which is awesome. And I plan on doing the same thing this year. So it's a lot of fun. And Hopefully they, they can grow a little so, bit longer so if we have a longer run. Back, yeah, hey? the chops will definitely be back. <laughs> home run with the fans. Were the chops a home run with your wife? No, no. She, so she is not looking she, forward no, to the playoff chops. She absolutely chops. hated them. She absolutely hated them. <laughs> Does um, she know they're coming back? Yeah, she knows they're coming back. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> Trouble in she paradise. Understands. Yeah, she understands. The playoffs are a lot of fun, obviously. <laughs> it sucks when you're not at the rink and not playing games. You have to walk around the city kind of looking a little crazy, but... I would assume yeah, in Edmonton fun. you do okay yeah, walking yeah, no, around with the chops. Yeah, they enjoyed it. Obviously, <laughs> um, you get recognized pretty easy. But I've had a lot of people come up to me with those chops and ask if I dyed them orange. Because I'm, I'm an Irish guy, so when I grow long facial hair, it turns orange. So uh, a lot of people came around and asked me if I just ferment them orange. But that is not true at all. <laughs> it's natural, but it's convenient that it matches the kit. Yeah, You've exactly. got the orange going on. Yeah, the orange crush. We had the orange crush uh, slogan too, that, that <laughs> yeah, playoff run. Yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty unique, pretty fun. Uh, definitely a fun time. Um, but you played against a couple of your former teammates in Ryan Kessler and Kevin BX. Have you guys ever talked about that series at all? And a follow-up question, did Ryan Kessler ever admit to holding Cam Talbot's pad? Yes, we, we, we have <laughs> talked about that series. But hockey players are weird. It's uh, once the once the season's done, once the game's done, short short memories. Short memory, and yeah, of, course, uh, of course, obviously those two guys I play with them in Vancouver, they're they're warriors. When you take those guys on your team any day, but obviously yeah. they get under your skin if you're playing against them in a seven game series. But it was a fun series to be a part of. Obviously, you need competitors on the other side to make it fun and make it uh, competitive out there. So we we haven't talked too much about it uh, after the series and. Yeah. Cass has never mentioned <laughs> the patent yeah, or, or this Twitter told me about the, that's for sure. Yeah, well, I think anyone with half a brain would <laughs> realize that he was holding his pad, but I don't think he'll ever admit it. I think yeah. uh, 
yeah, that was still a crazy moment and uh, ultimately cost us a chance to play in the conference final, which was pretty frustrating yeah. at the time. But yeah. uh, you look back, the stuff happened. Right? I, I remember watching that game on TV, though, and, and I wasn't with the team at that time. Yeah. And they were reviewing something else on the play, so I don't think they were actually looking at the pad-holding incident. Do you remember what play it was? They were reviewing something. They're reviewing like if the net was off or they something. They must like have that. not looked at him they weren't holding them <laughs> because he was holding them. It yeah. was clear as day. Yeah, because they were reviewing something else, and yeah. then that came to light after the review. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely forgot the. Play yeah, the refs have a tough job in the playoffs. Yeah. I think that was the year there was a bunch of uh, iffy calls with goalie interference and yeah. whatnot. So we figured that was going to go our way for sure, and it yeah. didn't end up. But in the playoffs, there's so much traffic in front of the net, people bumping into each other that. Um, those calls can go either way. It's a f- such a tough uh, job for the officials. But, yeah, if you talk, you ask Oilers fans, we feel like we got uh, screwed over. But if you talk to Anaheim fans, I'm sure uh, they thought it was the right call. So it's just the way that works. We saw what Connor and Leon were capable of in that series. How excited would you be to have a front row seat to see what they can do now just based on the way they've been playing and the seasons that both of them are having? Yeah, it's – yeah. They're both leaders of our team and they keep getting better and better and better and they're so young still, it's pretty crazy. But I think the biggest thing, if we make the playoffs this year, I think would be interesting to see is how much they've they've matured. I've, obviously, that was their first playoff outing and uh, Leon was a horse for us. Connor was great, but they've also had a couple years to mature, a couple years older, a couple years stronger, wiser. So they'll definitely be a big part of the playoffs once we get in. And, and if we have to go far, obviously, they're going to be two lead horses for us and the fans are spoiled here in Edmonton. I've said that multiple times. To, to have a one-two punch like those two doesn't happen too often. Edmonton's lucky to have them. So we need some intel, I think. Oh, baby. When you, look at the, <laughs> when you look at the two of them and the words leaders in the room are tossed around, generally speaking, you would think of the leader as the, you know, the guy in the room that's very vocal, loud, gets everyone pumped up, maybe someone of your personality. What do they do as leaders? What are they like? What, what do we not see behind closed doors? Because relatively speaking, they're big team guys, but they're fairly quiet. So we don't really see how, how are they leaders? Being a leader, you can lead in so many different ways. I think those guys do uh, their majority of talking on the ice. I think they play so much. It, it might be... I might be giving the benefit of the doubt here, but they play so much. It's hard for them to talk when they come back to the bench and they, uh, it's not a when bad they come problem. back, yeah, when they come back, they got to rest up because they're probably going out there the next, the next couple minutes. Right. So the way they conduct themselves, I think, uh, mainly on the ice shows what type of players they are and what type of people they are and how much they care. They compete. They let their play do the talking. Obviously they're never satisfied, but I think off the ice that you guys might not see, they're always in the weight room. They're always, they're always here early. They're always uh, communicating with their teammates. They might not be yellers or screamers, but they make everyone feel comfortable in the room, which which leaders do. And obviously, once the puck drops, they're they're both gamers, and they let a lot of their talking uh, come from their play. This is gonna be a dumb question, but how often do they wow you? Like, just completely take you off guard? You're like, wow, I can't believe someone can do that. In an yeah, every day, every day. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> they're. Uh, in practice, where they they get to touch the puck a little bit more, the stuff they can do with the puck. Uh, is pretty amazing. Obviously, they 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 both have different dimensions um, yeah. to their game, which which is pretty unique and pretty cool. Connor can just flat out skate by the best defenseman in the world, um, which is not an easy task. Yeah. And Leon's uh, slows the game down at a pace where 
he dictates anything that goes on out there and he can pass as good as he can on his backhand with yeah. his forehand. So the stuff they do on the ice is truly amazing. Obviously, I got the red shotgun with both of them on a yeah. line, which was pretty nice. And yeah, put your stick on the ice and it's yeah. crazy. They'll end up finding you. And But when you're not playing with them and you're watching from the the bench, that's when you really can see uh, just how good they are. And I think the the rap, the rep they're getting around a league from from their peers is yeah. uh, speaks for itself. Do you ever separate yourself? Because I know you're good friends with them. I know you're their teammate. But as a hockey fan, do you ever try to separate that during a game or perhaps during a practice? Be like, wow, I'm watching hockey at its elite level and just take that for what it is. Do you ever try to... I know you're focused on yeah, winning. Yeah, you have to focus on winning and of you course. have to focus on your own game. You can't get stuck being sure. starstruck or for whatnot. Sure. But yeah, there's guys will tell you on a team there's stuff they do on the bench for even the coaches. Yeah. They're like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, did he just do that? And that happens multiple times yeah. <laughs> through a week. Um, so it happened. I've got to play with some pretty good players with the Sedin twins and whatnot. And yeah. um, they wow you just like they do. They're yeah. they're special players and it's crazy to think how young they are. They haven't even reached their full potential yet, which is which is pretty scary. <laughs> Very scary. We talked a little bit about Yamo coming up, the water bug, the honey badger. You called him the rabbit? Yeah, the little rabbit. The little <laughs> rabbit, little rabbit. He's getting a long list of nicknames. Uh, but something interesting that Connor said around the trade deadline was that, you know, he didn't envy the job of Ken Holland because not only does he have to bring in talent, which he did this year, but also guys that fit in in the room because you guys had your mojo going. You had some swagger at that point. Talk a little bit about the new additions. I mean, Tyler Ennis, we know what he can do. Andreas Athanasiu, Mike Green, out with injury right now, but coming back. Yeah, well, it's always good to be a buyer, not a seller, right, at the deadline. And uh, a lot of us have been through the seller mode. But uh, to be a buyer and where your GM is is pushing to make your team better um, just gives the team confidence. I think you get a guy like Ennis which I played with in Buffalo when we first started out. He's a great player. He's a very underrated player, highly skilled. And then you get a guy like Double A, he can flat out fly and former 30 goal scorer. And then you get a guy like Green, where he's been a dominant defenseman for many years and a well-known defenseman. It just gives nothing but excitement around the room. You, you add those guys, they fit in great. It's quick. It's amazing how fast they've gotten to know everyone and uh, we've gotten to know them and how tight our team has got already just with the addition of those guys. But it's fun. It's fun. It's it's a good time to be an oiler and they're definitely great additions. And they, I, I think the Edmonton fans have seen uh, as of late what they can do and what they bring to the table. Obviously, Green's hurt right now, but... It's an exciting time to be an Oilers fan, and as players, it's fun. Whenever you can get better players and a deeper team, it just gives you a better chance of winning, and that's at the end of the day, that's all we really want. Uh, switching gears now, uh, everyone knows Zach Cassian, the hockey player, but not everyone knows Zach Cassian, the dad. Uh, your daughter, Ellery, is turning one later this month. Uh, what's fatherhood been like for you? Yeah, it's it's been crazy. <laughs> yeah, you can't even wipe that yeah, smile off no, your face. It's been fun. It's been fun. Uh, it's uh, one of those things where it's definitely a life changer, but it's the best thing in the the whole world. It puts life into perspective. It really does. Uh, and people always say when you have girls, it's it's crazy. Um, uh, the, they have you wrapped around their finger, and uh, I can I can really honestly say it's the truth. Uh, yeah. She, yeah. you're right. She turns one uh, in a couple of days here, and. She's just becoming more fun to be around. She's starting to get a little personality. She's starting to walk. What is her personality? Yeah, she's she's a dancer. She likes to dance. Oh, already. really? Yeah, she's we got done. a dancer. Does, does that come from dad? Yeah, I used to. Yeah, back in the day, I used to do <laughs> dancing. But uh, no, she's fun. She's yeah. uh, she's always happy. She's been a happy baby. We're lucky. But yeah, it's 
It's the best thing in the whole world. It really puts life into perspective, and it's fun. It's a, it's a good outlet before uh, you're always thinking hockey, but when you go home and you see her face and you just spend some time with her, it's, it's, it's awesome to just get away from the game and, and spend some time with her for sure. There's a couple guys in the room with young kids, Smitty being one of them, and we know he's got three boys, but he does have a young girl. Is that who you lean on for some parenting advice? Is there someone yeah, else? Well, yeah, you... everyone with kids. Uh, Rusty has a, a, a daughter that's uh, just over two. Archie has a couple kids. Yeah, the Smitty boys are crazy. <laughs> They're always in the room causing ruckus. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of guys in the room with kids, and it's it's fun to relate. Obviously, uh, it was my first child, but obviously, yeah, you lean on a guy. Smitty's been around the block. He's, he's had more than one kid, and... Uh, yeah, it's fun. It's it's fun. It creates that family atmosphere, and uh, on good teams, anyone will tell you that uh, the best teams have a family-like atmosphere, and Ken's done a great job of uh, communicating and, and kind of putting himself out there where he's approachable, and uh, it really starts with him, and then it trickles down with our coaching staffs. Tip and and, and Playf and, and Gully have all been awesome, and uh, it's been fun. It's, it's fun to kind of share this experience with kids, and as they get older, it's pretty cool to bring them in the room and kind of show them what the day's like. Obviously, hopefully my daughter remembers that I played hockey and I'm just not jobless when she gets a little <laughs> older, but no, it's fun. It's it's definitely it's definitely more fun when you have more more players on the team that have kids and you can kind of go along with it. There's a commonality between new fathers, uh, two of them. Uh, one's the dad bod and one's the dad strength. You're lacking on the dad bod, which is a good thing because you're a professional <laughs> hockey player, but what about the dad strength? Has that come into your game at all? No, I haven't seen it. No, I <laughs> no haven't dad seen strength it. Yeah, yet. no dad strength yet. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll get it this summer. I don't know. I don't know if you get it right away, or, but I haven't seen a difference in the strength. Or you just no. haven't cashed in your ticket. Yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. And what's it like on the road? Are you FaceTiming? Do you, does she get it? Does she lock on the camera? And... Yeah, she gets it. Yeah. It's pretty cool to have FaceTime, actually. I don't know what they used to do before FaceTime. It's probably pretty crazy. Dial up to think, internet. yeah, dial up internet or what they talk on the phone. And you know, it's probably tough. We're pretty spoiled with social media these days and the avenues we have. So, yeah, I definitely try to FaceTime her every day. I'm scared that she's she's going to forget who I am. But In the to five be, days you're on yeah, the road. but to be completely honest, I don't. I think she's too young to even really care or know that I'm even her dad's even gone. So. It'll be nice uh, once she gets a little bit older and you can start talking with her a bit. But yeah, you definitely don't go go a day without FaceTime for sure. Going on road trips has always been a part of your job, uh, but is it a little bit harder now, uh, now that you have a daughter at home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I heard it just gets worse too, right? Yeah. <laughs> daughter uh, tells him not to go. Please don't go, daddy. Oh, really? Please don't go. Oh, she stands, no. She stands at the window. I pick him up sometimes and she's standing at the window waving. No way. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's pretty, yeah, it uh, <laughs> definitely gets you... Um, but at the end of the day, we're we're pretty lucky with our profession, and yeah, uh, yeah it definitely sucks. But what can you do? It, it has to be done. But it definitely, I heard it gets worse with age. So if Rusty's not on the charter, we know that Miss Russell did her job. Yeah, and- exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, you've definitely had some great moments over this year. But what are the moments you're most looking forward to with your wife and with your daughter as as she gets older? <sighs> Ah, that's a great question. I just think just seeing her grow up, I think from when she was born to now, I can see the change. I think when she can start walking full time and you can start doing things with her and she starts to grow uh, in a, a stuffed animal she likes the most or she wants to go see a movie or show or something like that. Those are really the the moments I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to getting her on the boat and uh, spending some time on the water with her uh I think it just gets better with age, but um, 
I've heard you don't want to rush it because time goes by so fast, but yeah, just everything. Um, just slowly, uh, slowly spend time with her and watch her grow as a person. And yeah, that's about it. Well, Zach Cassian, a proud father and also a proud right winger and a proud relatively new owner of a four-year contract that will keep him in Edmonton until 2024. Zach Cassian, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate you joining us on In-Depth, the podcast. Yep. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it.